Yo, 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 yo. This is your boy Abram with Common Knowledge. And I am here today to speak on a few topics. Let's roll the dice. The dice of life. Where you gonna end up at? Seven. Let's do it again. 7-Eleven, baby. 11. 7-Eleven. We need luck in this world, y'all. We need luck. With Donald Trump in the office, we need a lot of more luck than what you think. I mean, this shit is getting hectic. This shit is getting crazy. We're going to just talk about a few topics today on uh, common knowledge because there are some things that really need to be addressed. There's some things that are really sickening. There's some things that are really sad. And it needs to bring to the people's attention. But before we get to the nitty gritty of evil shit, y'all, we're going to get to some shit. That's a little bit light, a little bit easy for you to take, a little bit good. So we go start. I mean, it's kind of cool, but we're going to go with Operation Backpack. Operation Backpack is a way for you to get school supplies. A lot of kids aren't in, in uh, school hasn't even started yet. A lot of kids go back to school in September. So they're doing Operation Backpack out in New York. It gives homeless kids school supplies. So if you could definitely, if you're in the New York Tri-State area, definitely go support that. It's kids who are homeless, kids who need school supplies. And, uh, but, you know, it's it, it's a way to help. So that's something good. That's something positive for you to do. Go help a kid get a backpack. Help a kid do something decent. And go help and support a kid and by buying them school supplies and by supporting uh, the back to, uh, the uh, backpack, the Operation Backpack to get school supplies to New York City homeless kids. Um, also, that's really that's really good. Uh, I really wanted to start something like that, but on the aspect as in I didn't really get to it, but that's a whole other story. And also, I do smoke weed live on my podcast, so this is a very... Uh, open source of entertainment and radio news. What I'm smoking on is pineapple kush. It is a sativa type of plant filled with about 3% of CBD. It's a very healing plant. It's good for arthritis, inflammation, toothaches, headaches, uh, uh, nausea, uh, insomnia, and even um, carbon tunnel. So this is this is this is a, a, a healing uh, type of strand. Every weed plant heals, but you know, it's always good to know what type of strand you're smoking on. Specifically, uh, I did roll this in a in a blunt. It's called a split torillo. It uh, these split honestly, split torillos are kind of fucking dry. I don't know for some reason. It seems like they are only using. It's like one leaf. It's really light. It's not like hella leafy. That's one thing I like about split torillo. It's like. It's like, I really don't like blunts. I really don't like leaf cigar type of weed, um, type of um, like papers to roll my weed in. But at the same time, I do sometimes like to have that tobacco. And I don't care if you smoke blunts, you are literally sometimes smoking weed with a tobacco leaf, which is weed and a cigarette in the, in, 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 in weed and a tobacco. So you're smoking weed and a tobacco together. And sometimes I do like that cool, that cool type of cross cut of, of psychosis of euphoria with the tobacco plant and also the weed, Kush 
which is the THC, the psychedelicness of the plant, and the CBD is the healing agent of the plant, which actually makes it medically tested to even get fucking um, tested to uh, as a healing agent because technically, um, weed is a you know it will be illegal, but the reason it is illegal, but it's legal because it makes it testable through the CBD, not through the THC. Because if the in 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 the same in that same term you would say okay why aren't shrooms used as a healing agent because at the end of the day it is a LSD which is a cycle is as it's a uh, cycle it's a it's a uh, type of um, it's a type of ingredient that is released within your brain that that opens up the opiates part the opiate part of your brain that lets you know that you are having a psychedelic reaction, a psychedelic euphoria. So that's what that is all about. Okay, let's get out of that aspect. So also this is a really good story is that a pizza joint delivers for uh, into a struggling neighborhood. It's called Slim and Huskies. They were started by three black men. Um, that it, it, It's a really inspirational story. Uh, very, very, very inspirational. The three black men is E.J. Reed, uh, Derek Moore, and Clint Gray. They're former football players. All invested a thousand dollars a piece and created a uh, pizza restaurant. And it basically it helps their neighborhood that's in seventeen that's in seventeen percent in poverty. And um, it's a really good story. It's a really good story. Uh, they they help deliver pizza in their neighborhoods, and you know just a person who gives back. You have to applaud that. You know you have to applaud these three black men making a business. You know and actually helping their impoverished neighborhood survive. It's called Slim and Huskies. You could look up at that to show. You could look up at the uh, the background interview online. You, you type in Slim and Huskies, and when you do that. It's going to bring you right to the link on Google. If you do it in Google, if you put in, if you put that, type that URL into the search engine, it's going to bring you to that story. CBS News covered it. It's a really good story. Really, 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 really. I give, you know, let's give an applause for them. Because it's really good when you have a group of people who are trying to do something better in their neighborhood. They're not selling drugs. They're not, they're not pimping hoes, they're not doing none of that, they are actually employing definitely some of the kids in their neighborhood, they're definitely uh, helping some people out by having this pizza joint open, it's giving people a means of opportunity, and not only that, it's giving people a means of hope of, damn, I can make, make me a pizza joint with $3,000, these dudes do a thousand pieces a day, alright, times that by 20, that's good money, you know what I'm saying, so sometimes you gotta invest in yourself, to get the physical mental wealth also we are going to be um you know i just really love that i just really love that story also i do want to say something um what's kind of been bothering me and i know sometimes the things that i say is controversial but fuck it i'd rather be for you to i'd rather be controversial than not to be controversial why do black women give black men weird looks when they have a white boyfriend why do black women give black men weird looks when they have white boyfriends? It's like first and foremost, for one, I you know, it's like I'm not trying to get at you. 
And then you look at your little white boyfriend like he's going to say something. And I'm getting out of my car, getting my groceries and going to my apartment. I'm not trying to holler at you. You tense up, you ease up. And then you look at your little white boyfriend, Freddie here. Like he's going to get the jump on me. And the simple fact of it's self-hate. That's exactly what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's self-hate. And when you have this self-hate, this is a slave post-dramatic syndrome. I'm not saying every black woman, but a lot of black women sometimes when you be seeing them, they be some like and they have white boyfriends and you get out the car, or you're at or you're at Walmart or something like that, and you're walking in by yourself and they instantly grab onto their man harder. Like, dude, I mean, and it's not even with sisters, because I see sisters with brothers, you know, they, they say hi. When it's it's always vice versa. A white dude with a black what a white dude with a black black woman don't really even when it's when he is coming in the store and and are helping his woman open up the door out the car, you know, they sometimes be feeling kinda uh, but they, they don't really really give us a give me a weird vibe as vice versa when it's though you know when you see a dominant woman in a relationship. For some reason, the sisters, y'all be dominant. You know, fuck it. Y'all, you guys are powerful creators. Y'all powerful goddesses. But the thing is, when you don't know yourself, you know, and you have this white man, you with this white man, you be acting like this is the prized possession. You know, and at the same time, it's not like I'm going to try to holler at you. You know what I mean? At the same time, I'm not going to try to give you any type of, you know, flirtatious looks. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. That's with any woman period I don't want no woman to feel harassed feel uncomfortable or anything like that I want the person to feel comfortable but my thing is I noticed and this has happened to me plenty of times that every time I get out of the car and I see a white dude with a black woman like I mean a white a, a black woman with a white dude like the woman instantly is like oh my god oh my god one of my fellow black men I hope he doesn't uh, maybe they're embarrassed I don't know what it is but y'all sisters it's it's love comes in all different different types of color, shapes, and sizes. And just because you love a different race don't mean you don't have to disrespect the next one. And my thing is, is that sometimes we got to learn that we live in a world, we live in a society to where you, if you always feel like someone is going to do something to you and to harm you, you will live your life in a shell. And I know sometimes that's hard because, goddamn, we live in a time to where you will go outside and get shot in your face. You know, I was just reading a story about a guy in Elk Grove who was fucking watering his grass with his son and got shot in the face. So we are living in a time to where, yeah, you cannot trust people, but at the same time, don't judge people to think that I'm going to holler at you and I'm going to get at you disrespectfully in front of your man. Because there are guys who do that, which is understandable. So I'm just saying, I'm not the, I'm not that type of guy. So that's just something I do want to kind of talk about. And y'all leave that in the comic section. Y'all feel, you know, if y'all guys have, if you, if, uh, if, uh, someone had that experience before, maybe it's not even a black woman with a white guy. Maybe it's a Chinese guy with a Mexican woman. You know, you guys just kind of share me, you know, share your stories with me as well. We are, this is the 44th anniversary. Um, it was the 44th anniversary of hip hop on August 11th, the 44th year of the birth of one of the greatest. Uh, genres of music that ever ever touched this earth uh, a very 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 uh, conscious uh, very conscious and a very powerful movement because at the same time hip hop music was used 
as a tool for the community. It was actually used for a weapon in the community. It was used for us to spread positivity, for us to spread love, for us to spread um, positive vibrations. And it was a beautiful movement. And it still is to this day. Uh, I still kind of think that, you know, lightweight is, you know, a lot of record labels like, you know, Jay-Z said, why are you still cert- why are you still signing record deals? When you have the open source of their internet, you can literally grab your own money in your own hands if you have a way to find out the means of promoting yourself. If you find the means of promoting yourself, you could literally have a billion dollar empire within your own hands. And I understand what he's basically trying to say. It's like we have to, you know, we have to own this. We have to find a way to take this back. We have to find a way to take back what is rightfully ours. We have to find a way to take back what is rightfully ours. That's hip hop. I mean, you know what I'm saying? This is this is our shit. This is this is this is our music. This is our culture. This is it nothing moves without hip hop. Nothing moves without the nod from hip hop. This is our culture. This is this is hip hop was started from the Vietnam War veterans who came home and seen their neighborhoods impoverished. A lot of Vietnam War vets came home and seen that what was stricken them, you know, heroin addiction. And they tried to, the kids, seeing their parents suffering through this. And they put together a movement that was birthed with poetry. And words and smooth instrumentation. And that birth was hip hop. That birth was hip hop, ladies and gentlemen. And it never went. It keeps growing. It's energy. It's the frequency within us. Let's talk about some juicy, juicy shit. Let's talk about the neo-Nazis. Let's give them a round of applause. Please, round of applause for the neo-Nazis. You guys are fucking douchebags, you white devils. Alright? You guys are CACs. Crack-ass crackers. Neo-Nazi white supremacists. Y'all marched through the University of Virginia. On Friday, August 11th with Tiki Torches. The fuck is wrong with y'all? This ain't no Polynesian cookout. You niggas is burning pigs at the stake. What's going on? You know? They screaming, you will not replace us. White lives matter. We spend you motherfuckers every day on the fucking dollar bill. Y'all everywhere. Shit, I get paid and I cash my fucking paycheck and I get white people. Of course, white lives matter. Black lives matter. You see.
What is going on? This is the self-hate that we have taught our, our, our children. How you go protest to get to Robert E. Robert E. Lee statue? And honestly, you black people shouldn't even been there. This shit should have been taken down centuries ago. Y'all protesting something that motherfuckers should have been took that shit down a long time ago. Okay? A long fucking time ago. That shit should have been ripped down, tore to the motherfucking ground. Alright? Every confederate freak, every confederate flag, every fucking confederate monument should have been taken down, melted, and those bullets used, melted down that metal, formed into bullets, and fucking formed into a damn bullet to shoot down any white racist supremacist motherfucker that comes across as trying to put harm into people who only want to spread love, peace, and motherfucking harmony. This is a generation we live in, people. We live in a generation to where hate is multiplied. We live in a generation to where people rather hate than love. We live in a generation to where people rather ridicule and cause hatred and cause agonizing pain to another person who was speaking for positivity and love. And that is Heather Hager. R.I.P. Beautiful. Drop that bomb. Drop that nuclear bomb for Heather Hager. Donald Trump said that both sides are wrong. I don't understand that. How can both sides be wrong? How can both sides be wrong? This is a fucking outrage. How can the people who are supporting something evil and hateful be as wrong as the as as as, as how can they be equal to somebody that's spreading love, protesting the truth? Protesting peace, protesting harmony. You motherfuckers are the wrong ones. Not us. You motherfuckers are. And until y'all get yourselves together. And that's just some real shit. You know what I mean? But I want to get into some few more topics. You know, uh, RIP to the greatest, one of the greatest babas ever. Uh, Baba Dick Gregory. Uh, we lost him, I say, about like. About seven days ago, he passed away. Uh, right before the eclipse, the day before the eclipse, he passed away. And uh, a big, big loss. He was 84 years old. He was one of the top comedians, uh, paid highest paid comedians back in his time. I think he was even getting paid. Um, he taught Richard Pryor, and also he was getting paid twice as much as Richard Pryor when he first started. Uh, he really basically gave... Martin Lawrence, all the comedians that you see to this day, he paved the way for them. So that's Kevin Hart, down to Richard Pryor, down to pretty much every comedian you see out there. Y'all need to thank Dick Gregory. So R.I.P. to Dick Gregory. 
uh, also, uh, Hurricane Harvey is fucking up homes out in Texas. It's causing havoc, and it's fucking up homes. I mean, uh, Pat, the, the sad part about it is Houston should have been evacuated, and a lot of people are experiencing the effects of what, you remember Hurricane Katrina, and now they feel like the same result is happening in Houston right now. A lot of people are uh, dying. A lot of people are, um, you know, just uh, in destitute. And I feel like they should have evacuated fucking Houston just like all the other cities that they evacuated. And that's a, is it is it another racial issue? And, you know, you got one of the racist motherfuckers in the White House right now, which is Donald Trump. He's so motherfucking racist. He just left out Joe Aperio from uh, Arizona who was locking up people uh, who was um, detaining uh, immigrants illegally. And he just pardoned this motherfucker. So this is letting you know how evil people really are. And their true colors will come out. You know what I'm saying? So um, this is just something crazy. And this isn't something that we should be just so surprised about. This motherfucker's been a racist, crack-ass cracker since the day he was on motherfucking, uh, since he started the show, Apprentice. Y'all should have knew he was a full of shit racist bastard. So, in the same result, and this is what we got, this is what we're going to deal with because this is what the cards we were handed. Also, I'm going to take a, talk about um, the eclipse. It was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the glasses, but I seen pictures online. And um, that was a real metaphysical and a very spiritual, deep um, thing happening. You see what I'm saying? Uh, something very deep was going on. The energies within the world, it was crazy, bro. Like the earth stood still. Everything was silent. It was beautiful. Uh, also, I want to talk about motherfuckers want the dream but don't want to work. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem with me because... Everybody want to be a Steph Curry, but don't want to put in the work. Everybody want to be Jay-Z, but don't want to put in the work. And Jay-Z didn't become Jay-Z by just sitting on his ass having motherfucking pipe dreams. He put in the work. And I want to tell you young motherfuckers out there, if you want to become anything out of life, if you want to become successful, you want to become that dude, put the fucking work in. Don't be da- Don't be just... Oh, I wish, like, you know, I'm just so tired of excuses. I'm so tired of people making excuses, bruh. You know what I'm saying? I'm just so tired of people not really putting the work in. And that's a problem to me. That's a problem because you can say that, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And you don't put the work in. You have to put the work in. You see what I'm saying? You have to put the work in. If you want to become successful, you must work. It's not going to, you're not going to get it sitting on your ass. You're not going to become successful. Say you want to become successful. You're not going to become successful like, oh, like working just three days out the bus. This is a 24-7 fucking hour thing, bro. I don't just grind one day. I grind all day. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. I grind all day, bro. Like, I don't... You know what I'm saying? But the crazy thing, I could I show you better than I can tell you. And a lot of you people want to be the best rappers out there, but y'all don't want to put in no work. And that's the problem. You want to own the Washington Wizards, but don't want to step up your bank account. I, I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
with with that in a nutshell, we must and we can come together and actually take back what's rightfully ours. Another topic. Another topic I really do want to bring up is you motherfuckers posting those Facebook uh, videos talking about your social security account is worth millions of dollars. You guys are going to get people caught up in hella fraud. I've been doing my investigation and it shit's kind of bullshit because of the simple fact that people who's been doing it, payments got reversed. So there's some, it's a truth. There's some money out there somewhere, but the shit gets reversed. So, um, you know, just be very wearful, be very just, you know, be aware of what's going on. You know, motherfuckers make videos to get to just to get shit. So just be aware and don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a secret bank account with money in there for you. That's all bullshit. That's all bullshit. So, you know, uh, this is the first half of common knowledge because my shit only does 33 minutes. But even though it's only 25 minutes with the tape. I'm going to upload another tape because it makes it easier. So this is this this is part one. And also I'm going to be having, I'm going to be uploading doing the part two because this is only 33 minutes. I know y'all like to like me talk for about a good hour. You know what I'm saying? I like to talk for about a good 25 minutes. And two, I, I um, you know, it's I be so busy. So I have to literally put in like two weeks worth of topics into one. So just I just go through like, you know what I'm saying? Like I talked about. The uh, Hurricane Harvey, um, R.I.P. the Dick Gregory, the clips, also about the neo-Nazis last week, uh, two weeks ago, um, about a whole bunch of shit. Just listen to the podcast, you'll hear about what the fuck I was talking about. All, uh, also, I do have another topic about a set of twins, uh, actually they're quadruplet boys that are going to go to Yale University in uh, Connecticut, so these set of twins... Not twins, they're quadruplets. Uh, they're going to be going to the Yale State University. That's the only second set of quadruplets that's ever been there, and they are African American. So that's you know that's 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 really good too. On top of that, you know what I'm saying? Going to Yale. Yale is a very upscale upscale school, um, and that's something that we should applaud people for. One thing we don't applaud people for is for getting education. We applaud motherfuckers for fucking pussy. We applaud motherfuckers for. Uh, shooting a nigga, but we don't not applaud education. That's something that we should start doing. We are backwards in a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because we want to get education, we should oh, you want to get white. Niggas always want to make white everything clean, nice, and beautiful. Stop acting white, bro. Like, that's so fucking ignorant. We are acting godly. We are gods and goddesses. And until you understand that, and until you know that, you will never be free. Niggas is thinking that we just kings and queens. Nigga, we were gods and goddesses. You understand? And we and you have to unlock that shit. Because if you don't unlock that, you will never be free. You will be in a cell forever. You, you niggas, a lot of you niggas out there are cliche. A lot of you niggas out there are fucking carbon copies. None of you niggas is original. Y'all don't know how to be. And that's not your fault. You just never you was just never taught to be. You understand? You was never taught to be. Because you do not know yourself. And that's a problem. A lot of you niggas hang with other niggas and motherfucking be followers instead of leaders. Sucking the other man's balls. 
and licking his ass crack instead of getting your shit together. That's your fucking problem. Could you stand on your own? Could you hold your own ten toes down to the ground? You understand? That's the fucking problem. You niggas are so busy chasing after your boys. You leave your kids at home. Do your son do your do your son know how to throw a football? You see what I'm saying? I ain't trying to brag. My son four years old and he can write his own motherfucking name. You know what I'm saying? A nigga been in school since three years old, but my thing is that I was blessed by the universal God, but I know it's not about me. A lot of you parents are out there who think just about you. It's about the fucking child. You know what I'm saying? And so, therefore, we have to break free of that slave mentality. Because we are we have been freed from the cotton fields, but we in our minds picking cotton steel. You understand? I'm going to say that one more time. We might be free from the cotton fields, but in our minds, we are picking cotton steel. We might be free from the cotton fields, but in our minds, we picking cotton steel. You see what I'm saying? So, it's just an actual, it, it's real. It's really real out here because there's we suffer from... Uh, Slave Slave post-traumatic syndrome That we were never ever free from And and the shit is within our bloodline You know what I'm saying It's it's a deep rancid stain You know because we For some reason black people never want to be African Y'all niggas always want to be Hebrew Israelites You hate